guys and welcome to the People's Pod. My name is Asia. My name is Makoko. And this is a new podcast that specializes in views, current affairs, and generally anything that comes to mind. If you're big fans of The Brilliant Idiots, The Read, and The Friend Zone, I'm sure you're going to like this show. Right, so in this episode, we're going to be covering everything from the new Star Wars to the hot life in controversy. And we're going to be sharing our secret London segment where we talk about our favorite hangout spots and eateries. As well as um, tip of the week. Yep. So stick around. The roof. The roof. The The roof roof is is on fire. fire. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. The first time I heard that song was in, um, was it Night Professor? I don't know. I remember it's that song. Old, in right? Yeah, I remember that song in Night Professor when that guy where he throws a house party and he burns all like those fat oh. fights, <laughs> those fat videos. <laughs> I like that movie. No, it's a good, pretty, pretty good film. Mm-hmm. I always laugh at the um, like how the grandma and the grand granddad always fighting. Yeah. Yeah. One day out. What it was that thing she says that always kills me where she's like, one day you'll be asleep and I'll slit your throat. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Eddie Murphy at his prime. Yeah. I mean, obviously he did Roar and Delirious. They were amazing. But Roy. I think that was his like prime yeah. movies that were really good. Well, I like those like early 90s black movies he made, like Boomerang. i never seen Boomerang. you never seen Boomerang? You need to see Boomerang. Boomerang's nice. Coming to America is amazing. I love, obviously, Coming to America is like classic. Mm. And I also like Golden Child. Have you seen Golden I Child? I Golden Child. Yeah. He, he's got some really nice films under his belt. Mm. Have you seen uh, Vampire in Brooklyn? Yes. I like that film. I actually like that film. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> was it a film comedy or was it serious? It's, it was like a it was like a horror comedy. Okay. Yeah. It's got Angela Bassett in it. Yeah. It's even got, what's his name? I just remember that guy in it that sees him as a, as a vampire and he's like, well, I'll be dipped in shit, rolling breadcrumbs. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember for that movie. <laughs> yeah. No, that movie makes me laugh. I was watching it for the first time. Um, again, I mean, I've seen it before, but mm-hmm. I was watching like a... For the first time in a long time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's so many little catchphrases in there. Mm. It's very nice to see a black vampire. Is he doing any more movies? He needs I'm to be. Sh- I'm sure he is. I think he sure should come he back. I don't think he cares for the quality of his mu- movies anymore, though. No. I feel like it's more of like a, let me just earn a quick buck. And he's rich as well. Like, he's he's paid. You don't have to do anything yeah, now. He doesn't have to do anything. But he's at calm. The, yeah. But when he... I feel like he's such a... He, He's got all the potential in the world of a serious actor. He's mm. just he's ta- he got he's gotten himself typecasted. Yeah. So that the only roles people offer him are comedy roles, com- like family sort of where he's doing those weird faces mm. and you know the Rasputia and yeah. Again, what's that movie? Well, you know what his brother's doing more, Charlie yeah. Murphy. Like he's in Black Jesus. I don't know if you've yeah. seen that. That's actually really funny. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah, but have you seen Dreamgirls? Because he's in that form. Oh yeah, I love Dreamgirls. Yeah, and he got yeah, nominated Dream for an Oscar Girls. then. Yeah. Yeah, so I, was, I, I just feel like I want to see him win something that means a lot to him, if that makes yeah. sense. But me, personally, I don't see Oscars and all of these awards as something that necessarily defines... Like makes it makes a person a good act. I mean, you know, actor. look at Leonardo DiCaprio. He hasn't won an Oscar. Yeah. I mean, people take the piss out that, but you know, he's an amazing actor, and I don't think he needs an Oscar. I can't say I'm the biggest Leo fan, if I'm honest. Mm. But there are people who are less talented than him that have won Oscars before. Really? Yeah. What do you think? Mm, I suppose none come to mind, but um, yeah. 
Probably. What do you think of the new Star Wars film? I know this is going to sound bad, but I've never seen the Star Wars. Okay, that, the last, that doesn't sound bad. I think I saw The Phantom Menace once when I was like 10, but then I fell asleep during it. So In the cinema? Yeah, so I think <laughs> I just need to like go back, watch all of them and see this one. But I'm, I'm, I want to see this one because obviously it's starring this black guy yeah. who was in Attack the Block yeah. and another movie and I like him. So I think I'm going to see it for that reason. And hopefully, I think there is going to be a good storyline out of it. But people are being mad at, at the moment saying that this... Cause the black guy shouldn't star in it. it the, actually, that's funny. I was going to get into that. Mm. But um, was what I was going to say is that um, Lupita Nyong'o is in that film as well. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons I'm going to see that film because that's my boo right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. The that's ho- Bay. That's Bay. That's Bay. She's she's amazing. But um, And she's East African like me. Woo! <laughs> she's from Kenya. And she's born in Mexico and she speaks like four languages. Before. What? I don't she's, know about Yeah, her. she went to Yale. Mm-hmm. So she's she's prestige. What films has she been in? Because I only know her from twelve, the, years, is twelve like, years. That's the first film. That's her first film, and she won an Oscar for it, mm. I believe. Yeah, she worked as a production assistant, and then she I think she did like a small little role for this small movie, mm. but like the first proper movie she did was Twelve Years a Slave, mm. and you know she she hit it out the ball. She she hit what's that? Hit it out the park. Yeah. Yeah. Get out the box. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, but the whole controversy around, oh my god, the black stormtrooper is fucking mm. hilarious because Darth Vader was voiced by a black guy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Samuel L. Jackson's been in it for time. It. The director or the story, the guy who made the story, mm. George Lucas, is married to a black woman. Exactly. Yeah. Um. It's, so it's very funny, and and I also find it very funny how a lot of people feel like, especially white people feel that anytime black people get even a breadcrumb of justice or like inclusion or mm-hmm. just treated like they are human beings yeah they feel like disrespected or something's being taken away from them exactly or it's like, like there's a whole big world out there that everyone yeah. can share yeah do you know what i mean i mean how many times are you gonna remake pride and the prejudice <laughs> like, do you know what i mean yeah and you still want to see it but God forbid, a Spider-Man is played by a Mexican person. Yeah, I think I like, was thinking oh of that um, when Donald Glover was going to play yeah. Spider-Man. And I'm one of those people that I don't like, I don't really care for roles being changed. To... I think if a person acts it and plays it well, yeah. then yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, my thing, it's funny to me though, these are all fictional characters mm-hmm. in a in a universe where there's like lightsabers and like aliens and slugs and whatnot. Mm. But the controversy is a real person yeah. from our planet. Exactly. Playing another human being. Yeah. Like that's, that's where the, you, that's where your you... imagination runs out. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. That is really interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very suspect. Mm. People can sit through a f- movie and like watch like dwarves and elves and like magic and fucking whatnot and, and dragons fly yeah dragons and... flying but it's like if the writer is fucking Nigerian that's when it's shit becomes unrealistic you <laughs> <Yeah. know? laughs> that's when it's like not historically accurate I'm sorry yeah yeah like what fucking that black re- guy is playing an elf yeah no you know <laughs> I'm sorry I can't I can't deal with it I was following it until that point it was very you know serious but it's not I'm sorry this is just not Thinking of it, I swear they don't have any black people in um, Lord of the Rings or no, anything but, like that. Yeah, no, but that's, that's, that's really funny to me. Like, what? We 
<laughs> no, they don't. They, you know what? What is really hilarious, though, and um, all the orcs are played by native New Zealander people, like because they're shot in New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. And like you know the Maori people, they're like they're like where the Rock, like his half of the family, like because he's he's black, but like his mom is like Pacific. Pacific Islander people like Hawaii or something and they're all like tend to be quite hench because of the culture and yeah like a lot of the orcs are played by the natives but all the main characters and that's what I find is hilarious even like when something like Lord of the Rings which is absolutely a genius story I mean Mm -hmm. there's a separate language created like Elvish the guy he's got the script like he's written like a dialect there's all this genius behind it there is hobbits and elves and dwarves, dwarves and, and orcs and goblins and all of that stuff. But regardless of how genius it is, it still managed to somehow not deviate from whiteness. Mm. Is that not like like how one can be so genius but still be in the box? Still narrow-minded. Yeah, still. It, and that to me is it, that very interesting. Mm. That's very interesting. But do you think that's the... J.R.R. Tolkien's fault or do you think that's the director's fault of how he's imagined it but I guess in the book because I've read all three books that took me a while I read all three books but they did describe them in a certain way yeah no but I'm, I'm saying this as this is generally what happens with white when white people create stuff mm. that's why when I'm like watching a piece of work an artwork Hmm. I need to know what that person is about that made that artwork so that I know what What worlds they're going to be hidden to. Like if you're white, you're most definitely going to be completely blindsided to everybody else, even though you're a minority Mm -hmm. in the world. But because of the nature of how the power dynamics in the world, you're Mm -hmm. like considered the guy, like the central stage. Yeah. What happened if the writer was black? The director was black. So say yourself, you two are both black and you're Korean and podcast right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. What difference does that make to someone white? You know? So someone white. Mm-hmm. Um, the, th- the difference is white people tend to see themselves as default. Like, has, it, has anybody, nobody's going to go up to a white person and be like, oh, where are you really from? Mm. Even though they're born into this country, yeah, yeah, they just assume they're you, English. Yeah, you're English. Like in even America, white person will say American, black person will say African American. Mm. A native American was a native uh, like a native will say Native American. Mm. Ch- Chinese person in America will say Chinese American. American is just white. Mm. And so, and that's the same in England. I mean, when you ha- sign a form or something, when they look about your British. nationality, yeah, Black British, Caribbean British, yeah, everybody else has to hyphenate. Asian British, yeah, everyone yeah. else has to hyphenate. But when it comes to British or yeah. white, and because of the fact that people of color are othered, like you are the you are the etc. Mm. When we tell our stories and when we make art, and this is kind of why this why ties into my Instagram, why yeah. it's the way it is, is because how we how we are depicted and how our stories manifest is very different, and how mm. we tell our stories is very different from someone who's white. It's the same way someone who's a guy telling a story about women. You can always tell like what is made. What's made up, well, yeah, and, what yeah, is, and yeah, what's what, kind of biased in yeah, that what kind is of kind sense? Of biased because it's not n- nobody's saying that because you are white or because you're a man, you are like a computer mm. that cannot physically analyze these things. It's the way you are raised and the way in the society you are born into. Mm. It's kind of like 
there's someone out there whispering to you, you are the main person, you are the guy, you are the the superstar of this thing. And you kind of like suck that in, mm. you sponge that up. It's kind of like that stylist that used to work with us who came from like a rich background. It's not that they're being an asshole. It's just the way they are. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I don't want to mention any names, so that's why I'm being vague. And that's what happens with a lot of men and a lot of white people, especially a lot of white men, mm. where they just do not know. They're not that aware because they've never had to be aware. They've never exactly. had to be. So for the white man listening now, how you? For the white man listening now, I'm not gonna. You know, it's, I've got better things to do with my life than educate you. Like you need to. You need to. <laughs> you know what? But no, but now is now there's like when people question things or say the the yeah. stupid line oh i didn't know and shit yeah. like that it's like come on um, like google it yeah but the, the, i have really struggle with that whole intention argument i didn't intend to offend you or mm. i didn't intend to harm you or i didn't know if i was driving a car and i ran you over <laughs> right you know you and ran I someone over yeah mm-hmm. i know i ran you over and i but i didn't intend to run you over is it gonna mean fuck all to you if you're in a wheelchair and your legs don't move and somebody tells you I didn't intend to run you over but I'm still fucked mm-hmm. in the position that I'm in Not none of this is to suggest that people who can't walk or who are in a disabled or who are in a wheelchair are less of a human being or like are should be ashamed of who they are all I'm saying is if you get hurt intention really is like Fuckle, like mm. it does the the it doesn't really have that yeah, much worth. Like you, the damage is done. Like there's this thing that um, I read of like a parent. I think it was like an African mom. Like what she did was basically she asked her son to like pick up a cup, and she said throw it on the ground, and the kid was like, really? And then yeah, she's like yeah, pick up the cup and throw it on the ground. And then the he picked up the cup and threw it on the ground, and she said now say sorry. And he said sorry to the cup because it smashed. And she's like, does that change the state of the cup? Mm. So Because it's still, yeah, at now you feel day, bad. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the damage is still done. And it's mm. there, like broken, staring at you. And all you can do is sweep and throw it in the bin. Mm. Like, but yeah, um, I was reading in Vice magazine how they've got this drink called Moonshine. You know Moonshine, right? Yeah, I've heard of something. Yeah, but, um, in Ghana, they've got this drink called Moonshine. The, actually, moonshine is like a global drink, but they, in Ghana they've got a weed infused version. Okay. So you can get drunk and high at the same time, mm. which is, you know, what a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. How do you feel about that? I don't like it. No. No. <laughs> you're not into. No, you're not I think like, I'm. I'm the type of person that has never been influenced by any kind of vice, whether it's been gambling, drinking, smoking, that kind of stuff. Like I've tried it once. And you know it's not for me. Whereas those people, there's there's people that live for it. Mm. They go out literally every weekend, yeah. and they want to get high, they want to get drunk, that kind of stuff. Where I don't know. I mean, people are they're able to do whatever they want to do. Yeah, but I'm, I'm more power to everyone who does whatever they want to do. Mm. Um, I just think it's um, what are you know drinking and drugs and all of that culture gonna? What is it gonna be like in? 2050 or 2000 not even that far like 2000 I think by then weed will be legalized I think you, you yeah definitely by 2030 I think it should be legalized mm. 
It would be legal. And then it will be taxed by the government. They will, mm-hmm. they will, I'm sure they're going to sell like weed kind of cigarette yeah. sticks kind of thing. But do you want to know a funny story why mm-hmm. it got illegalized in the first place? Why? Because anti-weed advocates said it made people of color more uppity, like brave. Mm-hmm. If they smoked that and like willing to turn against white people. You think I thought maybe people more chilled and live back? No, but that's well. That, that was one of the reasons when they said that the uh, uppity Negroes would mm-hmm. Negro Negroes would become more uppity, mm. and it made white women it become interested sexually into black men. Mm. That's actually something you can Google. You well, you can find that in mm. like any um, rightful source. Mm. And there's actually a quote. It's not like something that I'm just paraphrasing. Mm. Yeah. It's very interesting, and that's how I kind of like sp- the legalize the illegalization of weed yeah, I mean, came about. But um, yeah, Vice magazine. Do you follow it? <laughs> Their stories are really weird. No, here and there. What have you read recently? Yeah, I mean that the whole weed Ghana, th- weed moonshine Ghana thing was one of them. But it's always something weird like that. How do you feel about this Drake video that's kind of sweeping the nation? Because obviously. Um, he kind of stole the song Cha Cha by D R A M. Yeah, drum. Is it D R A M or D R A M Z? I was calling it drum. Like, yeah, drum. I think this is S R N Z in the end. Mm. I'm not sure, but yeah, that guy. I like the original, but the original samples a song. Yeah. And I think Drake sampled that song and then threw the the Cha 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 song. If that makes sense, so the Cha 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 song came about D R A M, and then he kind of. He kind of hijacked the sound. This is what I don't understand. Like, obviously, Drum is pissed that Drake has sampled his song and made it like a global hit, mm. where, in fact, Drum originally sampled the song anyway. Yeah. So why is he pissed of someone else sampling him? Mm, I, I feel like I, I feel like his his anger is justified in many ways, is that because he's an underground artist who mm. just made this sound that is quite... Like, his sound is... Not necessarily a mainstream sound. Yeah. Like, honestly, if you listen to Hotline Bling, compare it to Drake's previous, you know, tracks, it sounds nothing like it. It's mm. it's really like the fact that people are dancing to in the club mm. to song like Hotline Bling is mm. very funny to me. Like, mm. cause it, in a good way, because it's it, a yeah. Like what you're saying is it really stealing when they've when the the person who's claiming stole like Drake stole their song yeah actually sampled the song himself yeah but what he basically did was Drake discovered this sound through this guy so is it stealing it might not be directly that harsh of a word but I would say it's definitely because you are such a high profile artist Mm. and you kind of swoop in it's kind of like what um, Rihanna did with back in the day with her song Rude Boy yeah the music video a lot of people consider it stolen from MIA's boys mm. visually because, you know, a, a little underground indie artist and then this superstar who has a huge team looking for the latest things that are considered cool, not only in the fashion world or the mainstream music world and the trends, but also looking to the street. And look into the indie world, what is hip and what can we make our craft to become more unique and more credible. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Hotline Bling, it sort of kind of just 
rides off of that wave before it even started. He just kind of just... Because now, anytime anyone hears cha-cha-cha, they're going to think, oh... Ho- that's Hot Live Bling, ho- yeah. That's, this guy sampled Hot Live Bling. Yeah, absolutely. It was the- and I think like Drake as well is kind of using the social media to his advantages yeah. as well by people creating their own memes, a kind of whole um, mm. publicity campaign that yeah. he had against Meat Mills. Like, yeah. Drake is kind of using that as yeah. his he's, kind he's of ad campaign like now Definitely. for... Um, like, honestly, you watch that video and you tell me he did not plan for all of these tennis racket memes and all of that. Yeah, there's, that was one, definitely like, there's one with the tennis racket. There's yeah. one where he's slapping Nicki Minaj's bum. Yeah. There's one where he's skiing. skiing. All of that. All of that was like he knew that. Exactly. That, that, yeah, that was going to create gonna attention. Yeah, it was. It was going to happen. Like he there's no way in hell. And I think that's why it's so genius. Like, yeah. Like he's the only one right now, I feel like, who's utilizing all of that. Right, so for this segment, I'm thinking... Pet peeves? Have, yeah. What kind of grinds our gears? Yeah, what kind of pisses you off? I've got <laughs> I've got mad things that piss me off. I'll yeah, I think it's much. obviously good to have like a segment where we just air out all our yeah, just get anger so we can be a bit more positive <laughs> in the future to just, come. Yeah, mm-hmm. just kind of release it. Yeah, so mm. what's your pet peeve? Where do I begin? Shit. Um, okay, this is... <laughs> This is the most random pet peeve, okay? okay? I don't know if half of you are going to get it, okay? But here goes. I'll try to explain it to you. And uh, this is only... I say this because I was watching a movie last night. And this kind of reminds me of it. Mm-hmm. So do you ever hate when there is a musician in a movie, right? Like yeah. So it's like a pop, t- a pop star. And they're in a movie and they're playing a singer, right, in the movie. And... They always have a segment where the singer is like recording something and all the other characters are like looking at the booth and like, damn, that person can sing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like they give him that look like, like, yo. What film were you sing. watching? I, w- I think I was watching, um, what's that movie called? Um, get, get. Get uh, Shorty. Get Shorty. What's get that? Get, get Busy. Or get, get Busy. Get, the one with like Christina Milian and. And, oh, and the guy from Aerosmith, he's like, damn, that yeah, girl can yeah, sing. Yeah. I didn't watch it for that reason yeah. because I saw the trailer of that bit and I was just like... But it's like yeah. always like that once you get like an R&B singer or like a... like a. There's a moment where that everyone has that weird look in their face like, like wow, mm-hmm. like that person can sing or just like, man, I'm impressed. And you can tell they have to act, obviously. That's a freaking singer. Like, mm-hmm. like <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's my personal pet peeve. I... I don't rarely get, I rarely, luckily I rarely get them. Mm-hmm. But when I do, I'm fucking pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. I guess my pet peeve is to do like the London underground because I get the train every day for work. Mm-hmm. So I literally get the train in the morning, in the busiest period. And then in the evening when it's again, peak times. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could range from people standing on the left side of the escalator, the area where you're supposed to walk. Yeah. It could range from people walking too slow. Yeah. People not waiting for you to get off the train and mm. they're just like budging their way in. Um, mm. What really pisses me off is when guys are sitting down and they can blatantly <laughs> see yeah, a woman's <laughs> pregnant or an elderly person or person with a child. And, yeah. you know, they just like refuse to get up. It's always I always see a woman. What do you think of the, one of my pet peeves, and this has to do with the underground, is when guys like really spread their legs and stuff, and like you can feel some guys like, like you're sitting in your seat and some guys like thigh. 
I don't know. I'm not really like that because I'm quite territorial yeah. when it comes to my space. I put my elbows out. I just like, <laughs> so like I put my bag down. I fight the other day because I had my elbow out on the train and then a guy just literally turned around and looked at me for a good second. He was just staring at me. And I was just like, I can feel his stare. Yeah. So I stood back and st- started staring at him and then I think um, there was it was a point where we were just staring at each other like, who's going to move their fucking hand then? And I was, <laughs> and I was, it's like, it became like, Space wars. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> people, yeah. yeah, people get very territorial on the Definitely. tube, especially when it comes to like metro space as well. Yeah. Why, I, I don't understand why do people have to like spread open the whole newspaper? They can't just fold it so it's yeah. half of it at no. least. So that, you know, and people, when the, when the train is so crowded and busy, like they still want to spread out the metro and, you know, read things mm. from cover to cover. What do you think of like London now, the whole proposed you know, 24-hour tube system now being cancelled. Like, that really well, fucking pisses me off. Has it been cancelled? It's been cancelled. It's really? saying that they're not going to do it. Yeah, because... For the next for next year. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's because, what I heard. Yeah, because that was supposed to start in September mm-hmm. and it was supposed to go on only for five lines for two days, for mm-hmm. uh, Fridays and Saturdays. And, um, yeah, I just remember all lot advertisement towards it and then suddenly like it just got quiet when mm. it came to that i mean there was tube strikes leading up to that thing yeah but then once it was supposed to happen mm-hmm. i guess no more word was spread about it so i think they kind of just try to keep it up keep it undercover yeah when i think it's such a, a big necessary something that's necessary especially in london yeah. in new york it's 24 7 i just think people work so late like retail stores are kept open so late and i think it's very crucial that people get home safely definitely and you know having staff around that will you know make people have more job opportunities and things like that like i think the tube 24 7 is necessary absolutely not I just agree. five lines all of the lines because i live on zone five which is like far enough so i think people would need that definitely yeah i don't know i just feel like london's transport system is really like underdeveloped Mm. i I was reading somewhere that how much how many like millions and billions they lose in money because of the lack of wi-fi in the yeah but that's first world problems i'm not gonna lie that's first world problems because at the end i've been in i've been to quite a few different countries i've been even to new york and you know that train line it stinks it's dirty like london is pretty good don't get me wrong like the train lines with the with the bus you can see what time the buses Mm. are coming or even text that number to find and get a text on your phone to the, the schedule and things like that so i think it is pretty good but i think there's some just little stupid things that they're lacking Mm. I think Wi-Fi. I think that's a bit of a no, first world problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? True, true. But there was this was an actual thing I read that they lose so much money because of like the the business the that people who are like in business who mm. would be like I don't know um, using the connection yeah. to make carry on making businesses mm. like losing money out on I don't know how they how they figure this out but mm-hmm. yeah according to like TFL resources okay but um yeah another pet peeve of mine is people who walk slow yeah i just like, want to punch them in the back like, of the head yeah. <laughs> like move faster i just feel like there should be a slow lane yeah yeah there <laughs> should be literally a slow. No, no 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 in the london underground yeah there should be three lanes there should be a london la- lane yeah. there should be a slow lane yeah. and there should be a tourist lane yeah because oh my gosh they're tourist the ones that, and, and, and maybe like a school lane or or yeah. people lane or something how like that how big is the pathway right? i don't know <laughs> to, but they're expanding it anyway but like <laughs> but like i think there should be so many lanes because like people literally take their piss especially like tourists as well or what pisses me off is even 
in Londoners that do this. They're like Seven. walking around and they're just stopping. Yeah. Why are you stopping in the middle of the way, man? Yeah. Just like keep moving or go to the <laughs> side of the wall and figure out where you're going. Why are you stopping right in the middle yeah. of like the pathway? Like, yeah. come on, that just fucking grinds my gears. Yeah. No, but <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is. I, d- I feel like if people were more self-aware yeah. to that the fact that other people use these services. And I've seen people do this on the trains, in the street as well. Why are you reading when you're walking? Yeah. I don't get, I've seen people engage in a book or in their Kindle or the Metro yeah. and they're reading while they're walking. I'm just like, what the hell? Who does that? <laughs> or people like running into you when they're checking their phone? Yeah. Oh, I, for some reason, I'm like the target of that. People will be on their phone <laughs> and then I'll like try to move. This and is then my, move this is my problem when it comes to technology and yeah. stuff like that. It's like people are so attached to their phone, they're willing mm-hmm. to die. You know yeah. that whole thing where people are taking selfies and dying from them? Oh, yeah. Like people on the edge of the cliff. That is such a 2015 problem. Though. Yeah. You know, there's people that have been like killed by sharks, fallen off cliffs, uh, not knowing where they're Olympics. going. Yeah, exactly. Like. Because of like just that need to take a photo to show off where they're going, mm. you know, and they're not looking out for what's around them but that awareness it makes a damn make good picture though <laughs> <laughs> I this person got like 500 likes but they're dead yeah, so yeah. it's just like what's the point <laughs> but yeah somebody said this but i'm not sure how it really is hmm. um apparently this is one of those conspiracy theories it's yeah. like selfies were actually made so that like cia made the selfies so that they could um like create a culture where people could just take pictures of their face and upload them and then that's that way they would have like a database of their of everyone and their identity that actually so is I thought quite it was interesting. Like interesting i don't know if i believe it but like it's if possible you think, yeah if you think about it like i think london is one of the places where it has the most cctv mm. it's just like around another, yeah. so i think it's another way of getting people like tracking people finding out what they look like and stuff yeah. like that because um even like i wouldn't call this my friend but an acquaintance but this guy got a person that I worked with. Um, I don't know if he's still in prison or where he is now, but um, while he was working with me, or I don't know, I don't think he was working with me at the time, but he got caught. Is that the weed so, bag, man? Yeah, 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 oh yeah. My yeah, God. yeah. <laughs> so this, this, this picture was everywhere in the press and everything like that. Basically, <laughs> this idiot um, was selling weed and stuff like that, and he uploaded it to his Instagram, a whole, yeah. holding a whole big bag of weed and a wad of cash. Yeah. Are you seen the photo? I, I've seen the photo, and yeah. I recognized the guy, and I was like, damn, I know this guy. Yeah. And one of the things that I find really funny about the whole situation is mm. this is not a guy that kind of looks like he could be anyone. He's this, a very distinct he's face. He's a very distinct guy. He has a massive birthmark on yeah. his face. So it's just like, it's, just it's like, very obvious it's issue. Very obvious. Yeah, there's like but, no way of going around it. You can't say it's your twin or your brother or your baby mama. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just saying it's it. blatantly it's you. you. It's you. It's you. And that's it. Like, all you need to do is just be like. So I just find it really stupid yeah. that, you know, this day and age with Instagram and Twitter and things like that, that, you know, people are being really. Like reckless reckless mm. and uploading you know crimes yeah. <laughs> basically they're, yeah. they're, they're confessing to these crimes by just uploading them yeah speaking of like crimes, that's like with Bo- Bobby Schmurder as well oh yeah Bobby Schmurder I actually am not 100% familiar with his situation I know he's in jail mm-hmm. um, and he makes a decent a decent sort of turn but I didn't realise that the whole um, you know that song was he was basically calling out real people 
He mentioned he reveal people's names and like things that were happening. Well, well, in the in the hot nigger song. Oh, really? Yeah, this was I actually mean, things that he was going through, and you know, I don't he know. He did actually caught a body a week ago. Really? <laughs> yeah. So that's wow. why they, they, you know, the police use that song against him in evidence. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so he's just like you he, know, he's people... not necessarily the smartest. No, he's not the he's not the sharpest nigga in the. <laughs> Might be the hot nigga, but not the hot <laughs> nigga. <laughs> but like with him, it's just I don't know, man. He's he's really regretting it. Apparently, mm. that's what I heard. Like he's, he just released a piece of audio mm. where he's like, "Oh my god, it's not jail is real." Do you reckon it's true that he says like he's been selling drugs since he's been like five? Yeah, rate? yeah. Like why? Crack. Yeah. Yeah, really? I think when you're from that kind of environment, I think he's from Chicago as well, which is really yeah, dangerous. Yeah, Chicago is really rough. Yeah. That's where Kanye is from as well. Mm-hmm. Oh but. my God, speaking of Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um, out in the, this week is the new Yeezy boots uh, that they're selling in London. They're 350 pounds, I think. And these like they look like ski boots. I've seen those. Those moon boots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Do you think that they're going to sell though? I Didn't he did that? collection with Tom Ford where it was just like a t-shirt that was plain white yeah and it was like 150 pounds or if not more and people just like lined up and it was sold out and Mm. it was literally a white t-shirt but because it was under the Kanye West Mm. like brand people you know bought it and you know in a month from now would be a mistake I know but like maybe I don't know Maybe it's made from some fine. I don't think so. Some, I don't know. I think it was Egyptian cotton. If anything, I would say it's it might be like really, like fragile. Mm. Be, it's like people might frame that. Hand, yeah, mm. like just just so that they can be, like I've got a piece of Kanye West stuff. How, how much do you reckon that will sell for? Like in in like fifty years time, do you reckon that will be more expensive or people will like what the fuck easy? It depends. It depends if he continues, if he does actually run for president. Uh, you, know? you reckon that's a legit thing though? <sighs> I don't know if that was just something that he said because he was high or something like that, but you never know. I mean, it's 2020. Okay, if Donald Trump is running for presidency... Do you think he's actually going to get it? You, you know what? It's at this stage where he... I think he's actually the front runner at the moment, isn't in he? In the GOP yeah. race, in the Republican side. Yeah. And I feel like that is very sad yeah that is very sad i don't know what i to think say that to will that. be the demise of america but funny you should say that ronald reagan who was one of the presidents of the united states mm. back in the, the 60s or late 70s mm-hmm. am i confusing him with nixon yeah he was um an actor turned president yeah like literally actor like someone like tom cruise becoming a president mm. had no political degree nothing just decided one day they were going to become a president. Mm. And with Donald Trump, what makes him so dangerous is... I think The he, Apprentice has got to his head. Yeah, We're using just, that, that kind of line of power. Yeah, not just that, is the fact that whereas all these other previous presidents who are, who've got really fucked up opinions, like Republican, conservative mm. presidents, who've got really fucked up opinions, they needed like money to um, like get... Sp- sponsorships Sponsors, yeah. and like people to back them mm-hmm. whereas this guy's a billionaire like he yeah. doesn't he's he doesn't need that he doesn't he doesn't give a fuck he, yeah. that's why he says the kind of shit he says yeah absolutely that. he doesn't care and i feel yeah. like he's buying mm. votes he's buying yeah. you know people even black people's like actors and things mm. like that their votes yeah but with kanye i just if i feel like if donald trump at this point can be seriously considering himself 
a contender. As a contender, yeah. Then you know you might as well just open the fucking door and just let all of the Kanye West, freaking uh, Madonna, mm. Kevin Federline, like. yeah. Kevin Federline, <laughs> K Fed, <laughs> K Fed for press. Yeah, seriously, like. <laughs> Let them let let the whole. I, you know what? I can't let Kanye West become a president. Then followed by Kim, Bruce, Caitlyn. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, actually, I meant Caitlyn. Uh, Kim, all of them, the whole family. Mm. Like, let them all become like I the mean, White House. Which person. was really, which really sad, saddened me. Was um, speaking of like the Kardashians and everything and presidency. Um, Cosmopolitan had the Kardashian women on the front of their magazine Mm. calling them the first family of America Mm. what something that really saddened me was Cosmopolitan magazine in the US had the picture of the whole Kardashian family Mm. calling them the first family of America which is it's a a total disrespect I think to Uh, Obama I think so too Um, I I find it interesting though 10 years ago Kim Kardashian was cleaning Paris Hilton's cupboard Mm. and you know as much as I don't fuck with Kim Kardashian and the Kardashians in general, mm-hmm. it's very interesting that she, you know, obviously the whole Ray J situation, mm-hmm. and she managed to make a whole empire out of his dick. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically like, let's be honest. And where is Ray J at? <laughs> He's on Love and Hip Hop. He's on Love and Hip Hop. You know, getting little... Showing like, his ass. Yeah. But like, you must... I mean, uh, If I was Ray J, I would be like, man, I need to step up my game. Like, because... This is my dick. Yeah. <laughs> how is somebody else going to be like... <laughs> Profiting off your dick. <laughs> yeah. In 2015, yeah. making God knows how much money mm. on the cover of Vogue magazine and whatnot. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm, so what do you think about like the Yeezy, like Kanye West collection in general? Because the shoes are fucking ugly. But have you seen the clothes? Yeah. Um, I'm not impressed, to be honest. I, I mean, considering that... This, he's a very creative person. His clothes are like the blandest thing ever. I don't. I wouldn't even call him like a creative person like that. But, but that's just me. My person to my personal taste. Mm. But the clothes are just. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me. Have you seen The Matrix? Mm. I always use this reference when describing his clothes. You know when they're stuck in the, not the Matrix world, but the mm. other world, yeah, where they're being attacked by the machines. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all like raggedy, um, gray like mustardy yeah. colors that's what the kind of so it totally reminds me of, it reminds me of in Zoolander <laughs> where the guy is like this collection is derelict and it's like based on this like homeless guy <laughs> so that's what it basically did you see that picture of that homeless guy and then they basically said look at this guy asking for food when he's wearing the whole Kanye collection <laughs> that's literally no, taking the piss yeah <laughs> what would this segment be called this week in London. I guess it could be called Secret London. Yeah. Okay. okay. Secret so. London and Morocco Mall. That's from Cartoon Network, Secret Squirrel. <laughs> if you guys are old enough to remember that. There were so many good shows, oh my god, back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Yes. Do you watch that? Yeah. Not many people watch that. What about do you remember um? Goosebumps. Yes. Are you yeah, they're, make, they're making a Goosebumps film, you know. Are they? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm excited yeah. about that. With, with Jack Black in it. Oh. Yeah. 
That's good. And it's apparently got like some decent reviews. Okay. So I'm really excited. So that's that. coming out yeah. soon. I'm a kid at home. Should I tell you what used to scare me more than goosebumps? What? Are you afraid of the dark? I was literally just going to say that, you know, yeah. are you afraid of the joke? I was just going to say that. You know um, what? You said, un- I did not understand yet. There was these group of kids that would leave their yard at mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. go to a campfire and tell all these scary ass stories. stories. And I'm just like thinking. What the hell? What? Most of them were white kids anyway. That's probably white. That's what it is. As soon as I get a little yeah. bit spooky back, people be like, deuce. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm out. I'm Should out. I tell you what I don't get yet? <laughs> Always in movies, like obviously this is a stereotype, but I've actually lived this yet. Always in movies, there's a noise rustling and then the and white person. like, let's go check it out. And I, I thought that was only in the movies, but this no, actually happened true. to me in life. Like um, I was going to this paintball thing and it was me. Um, this other black girl and then this white girl and normally these paintball places are in like middle like of nowhere middle of in the woods so we're following this path and then in the background we just said and we was like <laughs> shit what is that and then we just hear again and we carry on walking and we hear and then this white girl was like yo let's go check this out and then me and this black girl was like uh-uh. Listen. L- listen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mama said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not looking to that today. <laughs> okay, so this segment of the show is called Secret London. So we're just going to tell you places that we've been to this week and that we recommend and hopefully you'll check it out. Yeah. Um, should I go first? Yeah, go. Okay, well, basically, I'm not too big on like upmarket um, clubs mm-hmm. or whatnot, but I went to this place called Scott St. James with my friend who always gets in for free. And if you're with her, you can always get in for free. And when I tell you that club was amazing, it was just, it was like something from like a James Bond scene. Where was it? It's in Mayfair. Mm -hmm. And it's from what I've heard is, it's actually really like legendary. Like it's places where people like Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney back in like the 80s, 70s used to hang out. And um, people like Rihanna and Lewis Hamilton all the time hold parties there like Mm -hmm. for them, for their own people. And it was just amazing. It was, Did you have to dress up? You do have to like dr- put in a little bit of effort. You can't obviously show up there looking like, you know, Buster Rams from the 90s. <laughs> 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 but um, definitely um, it was worth the dress up. Mm. And the, the music is sort of like funky 70s music. Like mm-hmm. a lot of James Brown, a lot of sort of that sort of genre of that back in the day mm-hmm. a lot of funk and um some rick james as well mm-hmm. i love rick james yeah so a vivid memory of this guy passing out as was it stevie wonder or chaka khan playing in the background and just trying to do like he fell down on the ground <laughs> and he tried to do like a like a spin to sort of make it seem like he saved himself yeah it was just like dude nah just own up to it man you're drunk (laughs) just go into your little corner and they've got these little booths and it's just it's just a really nice experience and that would be one and number two would probably be alibi or visions that whole street in dalston is like amazing i think for a night out yeah i think in the past couple of years like hackney dalston area has really kind of it's coming up it's coming up definitely which i don't know i feel like it's kind of Pushing people out of their homes kind of thing. I feel you. Gentrification is yeah. fucked up. Yeah, that's what kind of happens when when there's a d- area that's kind of poor. Mm. And then it becomes popping. All the people that have lived there for decades that dealt with all the like the the bad reputation of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people say, oh, you live in Hackney or you live in Dawson. Yeah. Kind of get put sidetracked and yeah. pushed out. 
But um, Visions Video Bar is, if you're looking for a night to remember, you need to go to that place. Every time I go there, something fucked up happens. Yeah. But it's every <laughs> That's how I went. Every it's single time. I've never had one time that mm-hmm. something fucked up hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, I'm very grateful for it. <laughs> I like it there because obviously the drinks are still reasonable price. Mm-hmm. Um, the music is amazing. The music is good. You can really get down and dance. Yeah. I, I prefer those places where people just dance and yeah. they don't stand against the wall. Yeah. Go on Saturday. Saturdays or Fridays? What do you think? Have, have you been there before? I went on Friday. Saturdays is the one that's popping. Okay. Yeah, definitely. What do you think? Okay, well, I went to Visions before, mm-hmm. I think only once on a Friday, and it was actually really good. Um, music was popping. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a while ago. But this week, which is totally random, I went to the Playboy Club okay. in Mayfair. This was like a work thing. So thank God I didn't pay for anything because everything was like pretty expensive there. Um, but it was kind of a work do where everyone got dressed up. Um, we went to the Playboy Club, which is in Mayfair. We went to the bar area. Mm-hmm. Um, drinks were quite pricey, but it was they obviously taste really good. And then upstairs is actually a casino. Okay. Um, obviously, with the Playboy Club, all the girls are dressed up in little bunny outfits. They had this really, really, really tight corsets on, so their like wow. waists were cinched and their boobs were just like popping out. <laughs> so I'm guessing like literally like me and a few other girls were like the the only women there. That yeah. they weren't there as yeah, they weren't there as, as table people as objects. Yeah, I mean, it did have this kind of seedy environment, but again, it's like a casino with girls there with their boots pumped up. So basically, it was like a playable theme. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what would you say your favorite eateries are in London, like at the moment? Eateries. This week, I've eaten a lot of McDonald's, which is <laughs> which is pretty bad. Which is a good thing because you can find one in every corner. Mm. So, guys, if you want to go to a McDonald's. Go to a McDonald's. <laughs> just get just get out of your house. I guarantee you there's one just built up. Yeah. I would say um the Breakfast Club is one of my favorites. Oh yeah, Breakfast Club is pretty good. It's amazing. Yeah. I feel like the food is not only like is decent priced, but also like really good quality. It tastes good. It's yeah. Nice, yeah. And it's with places like them that, that are like favorites among like a lot of people tend to be really snobby ish, but you don't get that vibe from the Breakfast Club. It's like no. It's very homely. Like you go in and it's like the chairs are different sizes and like yeah. wooden tables and you just order and get the food. That's really nice. Um, yeah. Um, as for exhibits or new upcoming things. Well, it's actually ending now, but I went to the uh, Mademoiselle Privé okay. exhibition, which is um, in the Saatchi Gallery, which is about the Chanel kind of come up as it were. Uh, um, that was pretty good. There's always like massive, massive, massive queue out the door. But that was a pretty good show. It was kind of like a walkthrough kind of exhibition. As in like Coco Chanel? Like yeah, creator. Coco Chanel. Yeah, the creator of Chanel. Yeah. The brand as it is. It was so weird because I actually likened the experience to going to Ikea. Okay. Yeah. Was it like the maze? Yeah, it was basically like you're walking through this whole kind of maze and it's just showing you her ideas and how she came about and that kind of thing and her designs, which were pretty beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Wrap it up. Oh, you want me to wrap it up? Okay, so that's the secret London this week. So we've recommended going to, to Scott Chain James Visions or Alibi. They're both in the same street. They're kind of the same vibe, but honestly, I recommend going to one and then ending, ending your night with the other one. If you've got some cash to spare, maybe go into the Playboy Club. And if you're hungry, maybe go to Breakfast yeah, Club. <laughs> grab, a, grab a bite at the Breakfast Club. Yeah. So it's amazing. 
brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for listening to our first show. We hope you enjoyed it and there's a lot more to come. So please follow me on Twitter at Asia Social. Yep, and you can get your boy Makoko on IG at Xavier Makoko, X-A-V-I-E-R-M-A-K-O-K-O. If you don't know, now you know, though.